0: Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by HipstersOfTheCoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at Patreon.com slash Leaving a Legacy.
1: Magic is power. Red, green, white, black, Dorian, snow, punishing, rector fit. <laughs>
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I'm your legacy newbie. With me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry Me. What's up, Jerry? What up,
1: Pat? It's we episode at, It's episode uh, 301. Yeah,
0: indeed. Yeah, and we still haven't gotten our rhythm, apparently. But yeah, we're in episode 301. Uh, this is with the a episode <laughs> Leaving a Legacy podcast. This is the episode where we actually
1: read the entire script of the sequel to 300. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so strap in for that. It's gonna be a good time.
1: It was it wasn't as good. It wasn't as good
0: as the original three hundred. Yeah, I didn't I didn't watch the sequel to be honest.
1: Oh really? I saw it. i all, all I remember is it was on boats. They had lots
0: of boats. I mean the first <laughs> one was so good, how do you like it's hard it's like Sin City. Like the first like Sin City was such a good movie, there's no need for a second one. You can't you can't capture lightning in a bottle twice like that, you know? Uh, aren't those both like Zack Snyder movies
1: too? So you're just saying, They are. Like Zack Schneider's good for a little bit, but too much yeah. Zack Schneider is too much. <laughs>
0: Well, I think it's just like, like I said, it's like, like, there's just something, it's something about getting just the right feel for a film, and when you try to redo it, it feels like you're just trying to chase something you've already done before. It just doesn't feel good, you know what I mean? At least yeah. to me, I don't Yeah, know.
1: completely different from Leaving a Legacy episodes. Yeah, yeah, no, we, we put out something
0: fresh and new and completely uh, unscripted, but highly polished uh, every week and yeah. uh and yeah we're happy to be here with you I like i had an episode 301 last week was a lot of fun had a lot of uh people call you know call in or send us messages and whatnot and uh the episode was pretty well received cyrus actually sent me a, a fuck you pat uh on a uh, instant messenger and then he said no i'm just kidding i'm proud of you too so <laughs> that was that was i just got that just before we recorded it made me smile it was very nice cyrus is a sweetie so thanks cyrus Ah, wow, that's awesome that's so, awesome so what have you been up to man you been play a lot of legacy
1: uh yeah, I will. I mean, Magic online. Um yeah. I'm real right, happy. right. I decided I needed to build back up my playpoint collection. So, uh I put away mm-hmm. all the kind of janky random decks where I was trying to break on earth and uh Demon's Acolyte, that new card that makes a 5/5 when it returns from your graveyard. <laughs> um Yep. And I put back together uh blue green omni tell. So, I've been playing that a bunch on Moto to uh You know, build back up my playpoint collection so I can stop paying out of
0: out of pocket for running janky decks through leagues. (laughs) How Um, has that been going for you, the Omnitel version? Because a lot of the five O decks, I don't know how that matchup is.
1: uh, It's pretty good, I would say. It's honestly one of the best combo decks. Like I consistently go uh, four one with it. Um, You know, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm making money with it, and that's kind of my goal. My quote unquote making money as much as you can make money playing Magic. (laughs) um but uh right, yeah right like i'm not i'm not feeding my credit card into the magic online uh monster anymore so that was that was the goal <laughs> i was also really happy the reason why i put that's the what deck- it's all
0: about right <laughs> exactly
1: the reason why i put the deck down in the first place though is because it had gotten so expensive i couldn't afford to rent it because it was like way above my oh, wow. like, six hundred dollar limit um i think it was mm-hmm. because like uh lower scale codal or not lower scale uh Ice Fang, Ice Fang Coatle, yeah, uh, was yeah. so was so expensive. But we've been guess... playing
0: too much cube lately. What the fuck is? Yeah, what, is the one... what is that one card you talked about?
1: <laughs> yeah, Lorscal Quattle. That actually is a great card. That's a one green blue uh, for I think it's like a two two, and you put a plus one plus one counter on it every time you draw a card. It was it was the it was the OG uh, Tarmogoyf, uh, you know cheapo Tarmogoyf. I can't afford Tarmogoyfs in my Rugged Delver deck, so I'll put uh, <laughs> some lower scale codals in there. Never as good though. Three <laughs> three is just too much, All right. All uh, right? But anyways, that's what yep. I've been playing on uh, on Moto. Is uh, the blue green Omnitel doing? Yeah, doing well with it. I mean, mm-hmm. nothing really much to say about it. The deck's kind of what it is. Yeah. What about you?
0: I've been super busy, like, like I haven't played any Magic this past week, I was, uh, I'm trying to get into Magic Online again, I just, uh, like, it's so hard for me to take time and sit down and do it, but, uh, so this week, my, my, or last week, I should say, my project was getting both my kids on their bikes, like, on two wheels, basically, and so, Sunday through Saturday, every day, for, like, half an hour to an hour, I was outside, out front with the kids, after work or whatever, just, like, getting them on their bikes, and, and then, uh, by Sunday, I mean, by by like Friday, they were both on two wheels, and by Sunday, I took them on a nice long, nice long bike ride. And just a uh, just a uh, note to people out there: if you're taking your kids on a bike ride on a bike path, you know where you have where you like just go out and come back. uh, If you wait for them to tell you that they're getting tired, you've gone way too far, and you have completely ruined your day because they are not going to have the energy to go back the way they just came. (laughs) So uh, we went out like we went out for like an hour, and then the kids like I saw the kids are starting to get tired. I'm like, all right, let's turn it around. It was already like we should have turned back way <laughs> way before then, and so uh, the the second half of the bike ride was not nearly as enjoyable as the first half. But they made it, and it was a good time. And uh, when we got home today from work, I uh, set up Leo, set up Luke's new bike because I got him one that's a little bigger. And uh, we went out for an, a, a much shorter ride today. And it went really well, so it was uh, it was very very exciting, very uh very fulfilling to see your kids uh get on get on their bikes and and get riding in a week. So that was great.
1: What was more fulfilling: seeing Luke uh, ride his first bike, or see him tap his first goblin lackey?
0: Ooh, oh, yo, Liam! <laughs> um, ooh, I think what was most satisfying was seeing the agony in his eyes as I explained to him what True Nemesis does and how he had <laughs> like almost no way to interact with it. <laughs> that was uh, I, I got a I have an actual like an iPhone live photo of him, and like you hear me like laughing in the background and just going oh and i'm like man nate golia can understand your pain my friend him and a lot of those guys yes yes oh, you are man. you are you have a home somewhere in texas for sure he just
1: goes i don't i don't want to play anymore i want to go ride my bike pretty,
0: yeah pretty much so but no it was uh it was great man so yeah i've been i've been doing a lot more stuff with the family this summer this it's been like you know with the quarantine and stuff i have played a little bit of paper legacy like uh on webcam and whatnot and and jammed some games that way um but this summer's really been about spending time with my family and trying to just get stuff done that way, and it's been very fulfilling. Got some stuff done around the house, so again, apologize for the lack of magic uh, uh, content I've been able to put out with that, but, um, you know, family's been great, so that's ki- that's kind of what I'm focusing on right now.
1: Yeah, don't worry, fans. I mean, I just, I, uh, I don't have anyone in my life, and I could just dedicate it all <laughs> to... Uh... <laughs>
0: It's magic, well, so I'll, I'll
1: just bring in the magic for the both of us.
0: <laughs> so now you also mentioned that you're actually like starting to part out some of your collection, right?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, between like quarantine and everything and also just realizing that like I have way too large of a collection than I ever really needed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm starting to look at uh, buying houses. Um, I basically set aside uh, my foiled out sneak and show deck. And then also uh, blue white control because I figure it's good to kind of yep. have a combo deck and then a fair deck so I can you
0: know switch mm-hmm. it up depending
1: on what I feel like and uh I'm just like looking through all my binders of like pretty much every other deck and legacy that I've collected over the years and realizing that I'm just like oh I've, I haven't sleeved these up and like even before quarantine like I was still just always playing mm-hmm. sneak and show or if I wanted to play a fair deck I was playing yeah. like some you know, blue soup nonsense. I'm like, why do I need a place set of Bayous right. and a place set of taigas And like, I don't like, <laughs> I don't, I don't need all this stuff. Like, I don't, I don't play any of these cards. I got yeah. them because I'm like, oh, I want to have access to any deck that I want to play. And then I realized I'm still just gonna play the same decks anyways. So it doesn't matter if I have access to them yeah. or not.
0: So. So you're not selling out, you're just kind of like paring down the collection that you're not using and keeping the stuff that you do use. I'm I'm always in like a state of that, honestly, where I'm just trying to like lighten the load that I have, but keep the decks that we play, and that's kind of where I'm at too, yeah.
1: (sighs) Yeah, well, I mean, I've also I've just been collecting for like over a decade now. So like, I sold a bunch yeah. of like booster boxes that I had in my closet, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to use these. Like, I'm not going to yep. get the hankering to draft of Tarkir with my buddies some Saturday right. night, you know? Yeah, like
0: you, like you even can right now, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> Honestly, I had a box of Dominaria because I know that Ian liked that format, and I was like, oh, well, we'll draft it together. I got that box a year and a half ago. and We've never had enough, pe- like, we've never gotten together to draft it. So I'm like, well, yeah. I may as well just let it go and
1: first of all it's so hard to like get people together and then when you do yeah. get that many people together you're cubing like no right. one's right. no one's drafting like random random boxes or anything it's like when you get those that many people together you're you're doing something else that's already the established thing so it always ends up like being a good idea but i'm just like nah i'm just gonna sell these to people who actually have the organizational wherewithal to actually get that stuff done and do drafts like yeah. that
0: yeah yeah yeah, so it's probably, and it's probably not a bad time to sell right now because people are going to be getting that, that second round of stimulus money and those EDH players are going to want their dual lands, I guess. So it's probably a good time to, to move those out if you have them.
1: I was shocked how expensive they were. I actually sold—I uh, yeah. sold four dual lands, like not good ones.
0: I shouldn't yeah, say you, that. Yeah, all bad ones, with the exception of the bad lands. They're all shitty dual lands. Well, the bayou. So it was a bayou, a bad land. Oh, okay, the bayou. Yeah, sure. A
1: bayou, a Badlands, a taiga,
0: and a uh,
1: Savannah, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. sold those for a thousand bucks. Like I was looking at prices yeah. on TCG. And I'm like, oh, I'll give you like ten percent below TCG because like it was. Yep. Uh and it,
0: I'm just like wow, these things are expensive. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. So. Yeah, I, can't, I don't even want to know what my underground seas are going for right now.
1: Well, yeah, that—that's what I realized. I'm just like, I don't need four taigas. Like, when am I ever in my life yeah. going to sleeve up four taigas? And I just have like these hundred dollar. You don't even just... really
0: need one taiga. Yeah, I don't even. I don't really even need
1: one taiga. Like, if I if I really ever need a taiga, a stomping ground will do.
0: <laughs> so, right, exactly. Yeah, if you're playing, yeah, if you're playing like if you're playing a taiga, like you don't need the actual duel. You can just use the shock land.
1: Right. So I uh, I ended up sell- selling cool. them off, yeah. Because I'm just like I just have all this money sitting in a yeah. binder under my bed. Like I should start, you know, putting yep. this towards you know an actual house. <laughs> but don't don't worry, yep. guys. Yeah, that's great. I'm, I'm still keeping my uh, my sneaking show forever. You can you're gonna bury me with sneaking show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then I will promptly dig you up because even though I hate yeah world, I'm <laughs> <not letting laughs> I shouldn't different. I shouldn't say that. It's <laughs> like. <laughs>
1: It's like lo- local grave robbed.
0: <laughs> Authority's unsure
1: what the item of value was that the grave robbers were after.
0: He took it he took his sneaky show deck and his shoes for some reason. I do. Jerry flash. was buried in his Yeezys.
1: I have fly shoes, but yeah.
0: <laughs> um all right, well we got some uh we got a couple deck dumps we can go over, uh the five O lists and then uh we can probably talk about the legacy challenge. I didn't really get to go too deep into the five lists. There was one, uh, the Turbo Muxus build from XJ Cloud. I thought was pretty sweet. It's like the first uh, list in the uh, what what the, what Reddit's calling their spicy lists. Um, so yeah, Turbo Muxus. This thing is uh, it's pretty great. I, I I'm kind of shocked that he's able to get four Muxus, but maybe they're becoming a little more available now. But um, this deck is freaking cool. It's it's got so I'll go over the creature package real quick. Uh, it
1: hurts it hurts my eyes that the Wizards of the Coast website uses that art for Goblin Lackey.
0: Yeah. Yeah, what what are you gonna do? Uh. It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's it's cute, I guess. Uh so it's one gem palm incinerator, one goblin chieftain, one goblin crater maker, four goblin lackey, four goblin matron, four goblin rabble master, four goblin ringleader, four goblin war chief, two legion war boss one Skirk prospector, three Warren instigator and then four Muxus goblin grandee. And so you're like, all right, well you have Lackey to like cheat out your your Muxus, which is fine. You can Skirk prospector and and pump out a Muxus pretty early as well. But this deck also has four ancient tomb, two city of traders and then four Chromox to like to pretty reliably power out that Muxus really early. And other than Muxus not being able to flip itself when it does the reveal, uh like you're going to just pump a bunch of creatures onto the battlefield especially if you like are able to hit like a goblin matron and then you can search for another goblin uh it's just pretty it's pretty awesome so
1: well yeah i mean also just the warren instigator that's usually only played in modern goblins mm-hmm. uh so seeing like four goblin lackey, three warren Instigator. that's seven ways to cheat uh muxus into play uh in the attack step and then they yeah. also just have a bunch of mana ramp like that mm-hmm. you're 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 casting muxus pretty pretty quick with this deck it looks like.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. And it's running four chalice too, so like you no, know, chalice for zero or chalice well I guess you're probably going chalice on one. I don't think you want to go chalice on zero because you're in a a chrome mux deck but
1: it, uh, it's
0: interesting
1: they cut aether vial for the chalices.
0: Yeah, but they are playing four caverns, so that's probably their way of playing through the chalices.
1: Yeah, and also um, like having the war on instigators just also fills that role that chali- that mm-hmm. uh, Aether Vile would have. Because I actually have noticed that with goblins compared to Death and Taxes, is uh, Vile's often on the wrong number with goblins more often than it is with de- Death and Taxes. Like, Death and Taxes' yeah. curve seems more consistent, whereas Goblin's curve is kind of a little all over the place. They have lots of, like, three drops and four drops, mm-hmm. and things like that.
0: Yeah, it seems like sometimes your best hands are when you have more than one, uh, more than one um, Aether vial, um, but uh, maybe that's not even true, honestly. But maybe when you have more than one on the battlefield at any time in the game, it's a little bit better for you. But yeah, because you do end up kind of like going from you know, I don't know, like you end up having a, like a say a, a vial on three, and like then you really ha- you really need to put a two on the battlefield. But you're, I guess, in this deck, you're not. Rashad importing and you're not wastelanding, so mm-hmm. you tend not to be as mana screwed as you would with other uh versions of the Goblins deck. Right. Because um, this Th- is not just... a wasteland deck.
1: Yeah, no yeah, that's the thing. In order to fit the uh City of Traders and Ancient Tombs, they cut the wastelands and mm-hmm. uh and uh Rashad imports. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: so it's interesting that they have Chromox in here. And I think I just think it's cool. Like I love seeing I mean, Muxus is such a cool card. I love seeing decks that are just gonna pump it out early, so
1: yeah, I mean it it looks like it works. I mean they went 50 with it.
0: Yeah. And actually, I mean XJ Cloud is no slouch either, so True.
1: True true true. Uh I wanted to point out this blue white
0: astral de- uh Drake deck. Yeah, let's talk about this real quick.
1: So uh I think like the majority of these cards are readers. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh for Fathom Seer. Which is from uh, M25, one blue, mm-hmm. uh, or sorry, one in a blue for a 1-3. Uh, morph, return two islands you control to their owner's hands. When the Fathom Seer is turned face up, draw two cards. Uh, mm-hmm. Knight of the White Orchard, which is the two white, two two for a striker guy. Um, that whenever he mm-hmm. enters the battlefields or you control more lands, you can search your library for a plains card. It's like a land tax on a beater, basically. Mm-hmm. uh The yep. Lavanya, four meddling mage, four Vantress Gargoyle, which is not something I was expecting
0: to see. I remember well, people this is were a, like, a, "Didn't you talk about this forever ago?" People, yeah, people were. Uh, this
1: like looked like it had promise, and nothing ever happened with it. But I guess it. It's nice to see it finding a home yep. now. Uh, one in a blue for a five-four flying Vantress Gargoyle can't attack unless the defending player has seven more cards in their graveyard. Vandris Gargoyle can't block unless you have four or more cards in hand, and then it has tap. Each player puts the top card of their library into their graveyard. Um, so I mean that's that's cool seeing this guy come make a comeback. I'm guessing, I'm guessing that he, that's part of some combo or something. No, maybe not.
0: Um, let's see. So there's definitely a little, a little bit of ramp here between Night of the White Orchid and Weathered Wayfarer. Because it lets you I, search up lands.
1: I, just, I didn't know if he was going to, like... It seems like it has a lot of, like, comes-into-play ability type stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So I'm, I am was wondering if there was, like, an infinite combo of Vantress Gargoyle. Like, it, if it if it's, like, a World Gorge Dragon type effect, you end up milling your opponent with Vantress Gargoyle. Because oh, sure. Because it comes back into I don't into think there's a way untapped. to untap him, though, in this, in this deck, though. Well, if you if you blink them, they come back into play untapped. But, yeah, that's what you're... Like, it looks like it would be a blink-style deck, but it's not... Uh, and then it's running Yeah, I don't three... see any
0: effects like that, right?
1: Yeah, and then it's running three Cataclysm uh, main, yep. which is not something you see every day. Usually it's seen out of the sideboards, out of Death and Taxes. Uh,
0: right. and that's the,
1: each player chooses from among them perms. He controls an artifact, a creature, an enchantment, a land, and
0: then sacrifices the rest. So, Is this just like a way for a white to kill planeswalkers quick, like easily? He's running three of is. them.
1: They're running three of a main, so I can't imagine it's right. that. Like, I mean, it it definitely has uh, some like advantages going on with the like Knight of the White Orchard, and then like the um, uh, Lotus Field and things like that. Yep. Like the Cataclysm kind of resets it and puts you on lo- on uh, level playing field because Lotus Fields is mm-hmm. hexproof, enters tapped when it enters the battlefield, sacrifice two li- lands. Add three mana of any one color to your mana pool. So, like, you have a Lotus Field, you cast Cataclysm, you keep Lotus Field as your one land. Now you have three mana, your opponent only has one. So it's just like, it's just like kind of an old school blue white style, just like eking out advantages, like Death by a Thousand paper cuts. That was really, really reminiscent of like early blue white control decks. Uh, but yeah, it just it, it looks cool. I mean, it at five would with a bunch of what looks like draft pickings.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, it's interesting. So did you did you mention the brainstorm days, force of will, swords?
1: Yeah, I mean those those are like the old standbys for any blue white control deck. You know, it's got the yeah, brainstorm. It's
0: just, the three days
1: is really interesting. Like three days in a blue white yeah. control deck, uh, but it's also running the wasteland. They wanted to put L-
0: Lavinia in there, I guess. Yeah. Lotus field too, did you see that? They're running one Lotus Field? That's I literally just talked about that for like ten minutes, Pat. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I just blacked out. I apologize. Apparently.
1: I was <laughs> saying the Lotus oh, Field goes man. with the cataclysm. Oh right, right. Um but then also That's like Yeah, it's it's just a cool deck. Like it it looks like it just has lots of little interactions. Um, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, looking at this deck, I feel like there's just something really obvious I'm missing with it. Like, it looks like it has a synergy that isn't jumping to me immediately, other than, like, the Cataclysm with the, uh, Lotus Field, and then also, uh, Flagstones of Charcare. Um, that's another one.
0: There, there must be doing something with Cataclysm, because there is a fourth one on the sideboard, so <laughs> they definitely want the card in this deck. Yeah, for just, sure. It just seems weird to me that that's. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Well, it just also like the Vantress Gargoyle is. It looks like to be the main wind condition. Um, the Weathered Wayfair also. Yeah, it it looks uh, it looks like a land tax deck that's not running land tax for some reason.
0: Hmm. I I've, yeah. I
1: really I really want to see this deck in action because this deck looks way more. Uh, you know, kind of refined than just looking at a deck list can really show you like i feel like i really need to see this list mm-hmm. in action
0: hey if i asked you what the card oust does do you know what it does without looking at it
1: uh maybe is that it's like a white removal spell isn't
0: it uh yeah it's uh it's a sorcery for a white put target creature into its owner's library second from the top uh, controller gains three life.
1: <laughs> that was from like yeah, that was from like Zendikar. It was like yeah. either, ba- either Zendikar or Battle for Zendikar. One of those. But yeah, it was. It's like the. It's like the budget uh, swords to plow shares. Uh, yeah. Uh,
0: path, path to Exile. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. What else is here? Um. Yeah, that Cataclysm. That is interesting. It's late. See the boy, as Astral Drake. The oh, no, it's actually, right below it's the same. It says. Uh, it yeah. looks like.
1: He he, five would with two separate lists. It's the same pilot. It's the yeah. same
0: pilot. JTLs 0-0-5. Oh, this deck is wild. Do you want to talk about this real quick? Yeah, Gilda Drake's been making
1: a big comeback in the community uh, recently.
0: I, I have a uh, feeling that Aaron Aaron Gazzaniga is like uh, getting really <laughs> hard somewhere because this deck has Astral Slide and Astral Drift in it.
1: Yeah, for sure. So Gilded Drake used to be a staple in Legacy, especially sideboards against uh, Sneak and Show back in the day. Yeah. Because it's one and a blue for a 3 3 flying. But when it comes into play, you exchange control of Gilded Drake for target creature one of your opponent's controls.
0: Mm hmm.
1: Which. At the time it was printed was not great because a 3-3 flyer for two was probably one of the best efficient beaters you could get in the game when this was printed. (laughs) So like trading it wasn't ever that great, but people found it as an effective sideboard uh, card against Sneak and Show because like, you would put in an Emrakul and then your opponent would put in Gilded Drake and then you'd trade. (laughs) Um, And then it fell out of favor for a while, wasn't really seeing play, just there were better sideboard options available. Um, It was kind of always an expensive card because I do believe it is on the uh, uh, reserved list. So it can't ever be reprinted. Yes, it is. Yep. So it's also been really famous for having like absurd uh, price spikes throughout uh, Legacy's history. Mm -hmm. There's always been times where it's like it's popped up in a list and it like spiked up in value. Um, But yeah, it's just a cool card. And it looks like instead of just being a sideboard card. Uh, JTL 005 is making it into like a full fledged player in this deck uh, because he looks like he's just blinking the gilded drake to just steal all his opponent's creatures. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's yep. mine, that's mine, that's, <laughs> that's mine. mine, that's all. are mine. too expensive. I'll
0: take that. Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, plus, he's running two replenish, which is uh, uh, three in mm-hmm. a white. Return all enchantment cards from your graveyard to play. Uh, so he can just, yep. uh, cycle the, uh, astral drifts and the, uh, cast outs and the shark typhoon, and then he just replenishes them all back into play, which is a pretty sweet thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the list looks very cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's really neat. Uh,
1: yeah. Oh, also he's running street rates. Yeah. So he's, he's uh, Oh, I guess the street wraiths don't come back with the replenish, but
0: the, uh, the astral. Yeah. Drifts. Why,
1: why is there a street wraith
0: here? Oh, is it because of Astral Drift?
1: Uh, no, it, it it oh well Astral yeah, so I think it's just an extra cycle. Oh, I guess it, it works You're with right. Astral right. Slide, right? It works with Astral Slide and Astral Drift. You're right. It's just it's just an extra uh, cycler that they want. It's just another free yep. cycler. Uh, but yeah, Astral right. Drift is when you cycle Astral Drift or cycle another card while Astral Drift is on the battlefield. You may exile target creature. If you do, return that card to the battlefield or your control. The next end step. So, you're yep. just astral sliding and astral drifting that Gilded Drake, and just you're stealing all Drake. Your oppo- Yeah, stealing all your opponent's <laughs> creatures.
0: Yep, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. <sighs> Pretty cool. Uh, any other? What else do we got for Spice? Oh, I like how just the Shark Still is making a it, its crossover. Like, everyone realized how good Shark Still is. So now just everyone's trying it out. We got a bug list running Shark it's, Still.
0: It, yeah. This is like the Stompy version, right?
1: Yeah. So we got three Yoko, four Uro, three Life from the Loam, four Abrupt Decay, one Assassin's Chope, four Force Will. God, this
0: deck just looks blah.
1: <laughs> like, oh, come on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the three oh. I don't know why forward. they're calling this stompy. Actually,
1: uh, well, it's running. Well, I guess it's just it's not running six... any soul lands. Yeah, it's not. It's really not. It's just like they're big? I guess. Yeah, you're yeah. Afraid. It's weird
0: that they're calling it stompy. I don't. I wouldn't call this stompy. I mean, they're running mox diamond and Ch- and chalice, but I don't know. I don't wouldn't call it stompy.
1: Yeah, it just it doesn't have any one drops, so it's stompy. But <laughs> I guess so. That's is that how you would
0: define Stompy? That's not. No,
1: I, that's... I wouldn't. I wouldn't define it as Stompy. I would say it's like a a bug a bug still list really. Yeah. it's bug. It's bug still.
0: You <laughs> <Four laughs> shark to Talk to that uh, Matt uh, Wizards intern and tell them, Ask them what the hell they're thinking.
1: <laughs> uh, well, I don't even think Wizards gives names to legacy decks. They can't keep up with it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they can't be bothered anymore. Yep,
1: but. uh... No, it's got, it's, it looks, it looks fun to play. Like, it's like a land, it's basically a lands, it's a land still deck, like an old school land still deck from like 2009, 2010. And it just added yeah. in Eros and Ocos. And it's <laughs> like, well, turns out these are also still good. <laughs>
0: We're 2020 now. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Just a little, a little update. You know, I'm taking these, you know, 10 year old decks and uh, bringing them into the modern age. I mean, also mm-hmm, shark, mm-hmm. shark Typhoon's definitely a big upgrade for uh, the land still decks <laughs> as well. That card's hilarious. Um, other than that, I think that's pretty much it for the uh, the 0 lists.
0: Yeah, there's some cool ones in there. I'll link it. I'll link it in the chat in the uh, show notes. Um, but let's go over the. Uh, I have the challenge results. I think this is from the. Oh,
1: speaking of Pat, you're asking how. Uh, blue green omnitels doing looky here it won the challenge
0: pat it did it did indeed
1: uh and surprisingly actually jpa was playing a blue red omni sneak and came in fourth so mm-hmm. this looks like a good tournament for uh casting some show and tells.
0: i guess so man there's uh yeah a lot going on in this top eight actually yeah i want to start with uh number eight the
1: red
0: green white black. <laughs> this is like the longest uh deck title i've seen in a long time
1: Red, green, white, black, Yorian Snow Punishing Rector Fit. Yeah, what the <laughs>
0: fuck is that even? Can we just call it like uh, uh, Snoopy's or something? Like give it a different name?
1: Oh my god, look at this list, Pat.
0: Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> What I am think, I looking at
1: I think I lost to this deck uh, I was
0: playing the other day and I'm pretty sure I lost to this Jerry deck. this deck has possibility storm in it
1: yeah <laughs> I'm I'm like 99% sure I lost to this person the other day online yeah oh yeah it's the running of the curses too. I definitely lost to this
0: <laughs> so all right let's go down let's let's start with the planeswalker suite isn't Chandra awakened Inferno wasn't that one of like the fucking welcome deck Chandra's
1: I think so. It is not a good. It is not traditionally a good Chandra. It's a six mana Chandra that can't be countered. Six loyalty. Uh, Honestly, I don't even want to read it because it just it doesn't matter. It's it's an expensive Chandra that that deals damage, guys. (laughs) Uh, Kaya Orzov, usurper. Why can I not say that word? Usurper. Usurper. Thank you. You slurped us. You you slurped us. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um one of those uh Nyssa Vital Force and Ugin the Spirit Dragon and a Vraska the Kaldari Queen or Golgari Queen. Uh Oh god, I hate that art on that Vraska too. Why did they ruin the art on so many cards, Pat?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a ter- that's terrible art. <laughs> oh man.
1: What is that is some like promo bullshit right there. Anyways. I hate,
0: I hate it. Uh anyways uh, so it, a creature suite, three Academy Rector, three Killer, uh what's that?
1: So it it basically works as an as a Nick Fit deck. because right, right 'cause I it's was got Academy it.
0: Rector, Arena Rector, and Veteran Explorer. Right. And then
1: it's just got uh, you know, uh Cabal Therapies to sack them and then also Thoughts. Uh, the lay- what Thoughts doesn't, doesn't do anything. Oh, are you just reading the the list off? I'm I'm talking about yeah. uh, Sacrifice abilities. The other one is uh, Phyrexian Tower. Yep. So they, they use uh Phyrexian Tower and Cabal Therapy uh, to sack the Academy Rectors and the Arena mm-hmm. Rectors. And Arena Rector lets them search for any uh planeswalker and put it into play. And Academy Rector lets them search for any uh enchantment and put it into play. And they'll either get mm-hmm. like an omniscience or overwhelming splendor or all these other like curses that basically just ruin yep. your fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> um, like when, thi- when this deck gets to do what it wants like you just have a bad time like I was playing them yeah. Yeah. and they just they cast a re-derector. not that you lose
0: you're just having a bad time playing magic
1: yeah like well they cast arena rector and they sacked it and they got an ugin I'm like oh well this sucks but it's not i can still pull back from here because i i can uh, i can i can win through this and then they play an arena rector and sack the arena rector and they got an omniscience and like oh that's not good and then off the omniscience uh, mm-hmm. they cast a, a curse of death's hold and just wiped out all of my young pyromancer tokens uh, and then they cast like a vraska Golgari queen like when this when this deck gets the ball rolling i don't think anything can really stand up to it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's quite the deck here. Curse of Misfortunes. Oh, yeah. Curse, yeah this, deck, so... this deck's wild, man.
1: <laughs> curse of Misfortunes. You want to read it? Yeah, at the beginning of your upkeep, you may search your library for a curse card that doesn't have the same name as a curse attached to a enchanted player, and put it onto the battlefield attached to that player. <laughs> so, so they just go, like, they, like, uh, ramp out an arena rector, sack it, find a curse of misfortunes and then at basically it's downhill from there because then they grab curse of exhaustion curse of death's <laughs> hold, uh overwhelming splendor yep. which is a curse <laughs> for some reason like why is that a curse <laughs> uh, yeah it uh it is a lot of fun to play against i i think this is probably one of the most fun yeah, uh... I, would, I would classify this as full-fledged dick fit and i would say this is one of the one of the more fun fit versions <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's uh it's definitely interesting. <laughs> and it's got Yorian in the sideboard. Yeah. Pat's, Pat's not. Gross. Oh
1: yeah, we didn't even talk about that. We didn't even talk about yep. that it's got its own very own Yorian in the
0: sideboard. The the I, the last standing uh companion, right?
1: The last standing companion.
0: Cuz you can pay 6 and uh 6 Azorius Azorius and that's still fine.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I'm fine with that. You know, if we if we have a companion in the format, that's Yorian. in it and it's and it's enabling decks like uh curse nick fit. I'm okay with that, Pat. Agreed. I'm... Agreed.
0: <laughs> it's just funny. You, this you is can funny have anyway. your Yorian. Yeah. Um, let's see. So the the lists in order of finish was uh Blue Green Omnitel. There was a Bant Natural Order, which is a deck I know they've talked about on uh on the dead format. Um there was a <laughs>
1: It's an old school deck that's making a resurgence, which yep. I like to see. Yep. Uh you
0: know, Snow but- Con- Snow Control in third, Blue Red Omni Sneak and Show in fourth, uh Yorian Snow Alurin in fifth, Ant in sixth, Blue Red Delver in seventh, and then the uh the Yorian Snow Punishing Rector Fit in eighth. So a pretty cool uh, and diverse top eight here, I guess. Yeah.
1: I I want to take a look at this uh Bant Natural Order list. Okay. Uh, and it's Let's just another talk exam- about it. It's just another example. I see. I'm noticing this trend of just like 2010 decks that are just getting 2020 cards shoved into them and brought uh-huh. back into the spotlight. Because yep. you know this this was a really popular deck uh, back in the day. Uh, natural order band. They call it no band. Um, mm-hmm. And now they're just adding three Oko, three Teferi and calling it a day. And it's like, oh, we're <laughs> we're a good deck again, guys. Uh, but yeah, no yeah. Bant Hey, they're putting
0: like- an Uro in there, too. There's an Uro oh, in there. Oh, sorry.
1: Yeah, also the Uro. Also the Uro. But uh, <laughs> the re- no Bant was like a really competitive deck back in the day when Progenitus was one of the best creatures ever printed because it was one of the mm-hmm. few decks that could cheat a Progenitus into play. So you right. basically do, like, a Birds of Paradise or, or a uh, Noble Hierarch and just ramp into no- Natural Order, grab Progenitus, and just win the game from there. And eventually that just, you know, with the way Legacy evolved, it, it just didn't become good enough anymore. Uh, but now with, like, Oko and Uro propping it back up and
0: Teferi giving you some protection. Well, I think Teferi it, is a big part of it, too. I think I think yeah. it's actually, I, personally, I think it's more Teferi and um, well, and the sideboard Veil vale of Summers, to be honest.
1: So the real downfall of no Nobant was when a lot of, like, uh, Edict effects started getting played, because that was really the only way to get rid mm-hmm. of Progenitus, is Edict effects.
0: Uh, and Teferi
1: mm-hmm. doesn't really protect you that much, because Progenitus doesn't get
0: haste up, off the natural order. So, yeah, but but Teferi stops them from countering your natural order. That's what uh, I... That's yeah, oh I, yeah, like as far as... I don't yes, think we okay, see as I, many Edict effects...
1: No, I I agree. I think edict effects are at an all time low in the format right now. Just yeah. we're not we're not seeing no. as many of them. Uh, I, edict effects are always tied directly to the popularity of merit Lage. The more the more twenty twenty mm-hmm. merit Leges we see, the more edict effects we see. Yep. Um. But yeah. So it's cool. It's cool seeing this card come back. Oh, and they're even running the old the old favorite, Thrun the Last Troll in the sideboard. Man, that oh, used to see yes. so much play back in the day. And actually, it actually looks like it hasn't been it hasn't been reprinted since it's uh Meriden besieged. So that's that's cool. I like to see that. Good old Thrun. Come on, come on out, buddy. Yep. Even though other trolls have been printed <laughs> since too, you, you were not the last troll.
0: Well, you know. He's all he's just all by himself. He tells himself he's the last troll.
1: Oh, he's like he's like a self-imposed hermit, and he's just convincing himself that he's yeah exactly
0: exactly gotcha gotcha. He's just he's actually just like he he's just a freaking poster on free magic, so he just he just isolates himself and says the world's against him, and you know
1: I I see I see. (laughs) I'm I'm noticing also in the sideboard, deafening silence. I've been seeing more and more players uh, run deafening side silence in the Mm -hmm. sideboard. And that was something that people kind of mentioned when Definite Silence uh, got spoiled, but didn't really catch on very fast. And I wonder if we're just seeing kind of like delayed interest in it. But I am just noticing more people bring that in. Um, you know, I had it, people. It makes br- sense that,
0: that you want to like you want to have this against like an ant deck that can just like turn to you, right? So that's a yeah, nice little.
1: I'm seeing it because people are bringing it in against Omnitel because it it while it doesn't stop oh, okay. Omnitel, it really slows us down. So like totally, I'll go show and tell, uh, Omnitel, and then I can't do anything from there because then I'm usually casting like a Cunning Wish to find a creature, and it's mm-hmm. like I'm now now I have to cast Cunning Wish on my opponent's turn. Then I cast, uh, you know, the other part of the combo. It just, it buys you time against Omnitel, which mm-hmm. allows them time to respond, where they can then try and either, like, destroy the Omniscience before I can finish the combo, or, yep. like, that turn is just all they need in order to get in those last couple hits of damage to win the game. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, I'm just I'm just seeing it be uh, run in a lot more decks than it used to be.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh, Eldrazi post, making it, just coming in ninth here, just missing the top eight. See a lot of Rug Delver in the leagues. Have you run into a lot of that playing uh, Omni Show?
1: Lots of Rug Delver. My friend Dan and Josh are actually just complaining about it that they were just running into so much Rug Delver. Mm -hmm. So then they decided, like, well, screw it. We'll just play Rug Delver. So they ran ran into Rug Delver and they played it and they went like 7 0 with Rug Delver. And they're like, oh, this is probably why we're seeing so much Rug Delver right now. Mm. (laughs) Uh, It's interesting seeing
0: Blue Red. Oh, go ahead.
1: Uh, it's just, I think it's just the typical kind of boogeyman in the format right now.
0: Sure, I was just gonna say it's interesting seeing um, Sprite Dragon and Ethereal Forager making their way into uh, Blue Red Delver. Ethereal Forager is a card that I thought was going to be a lot more popular than it is. It's the four blue blue uh, with delve. It's a three three flyer. Whenever it attacks, you can return an instant or sorcery card exiled with Ethereal Forager to your to your hand, which is like pretty powerful in Blue Red Delver because. If you're firing off like a lot of bolts and, and uh you know ponders and preordains and brainstorms before you cast this six drop, you get them all back in your hand, that's pretty great. And like the fact that you're able to buy back so many spells with Dreadhorde Arcanist, like the delve ends up being like the delve cost in Ethereal Forager is like a non a non issue, you know. It's pretty nice. Yep. Also it's an elemental whale, which is funny.
1: <laughs> elemental Whale for the win. Ooh, I like
0: this deck, it's playing vapor snag and a spell snare. Oh, I like this a lot actually
1: a blue red list. Yeah, you got to change your list again, Pat.
0: I mean, I, I mean, I have all the cards. It's just the, it's just the, uh, you know, the amounts Sleevery. that that go in the deck. Sleeving them up. I just leave them sleeved, honestly. That's why I just always use the higher. sleeves. I leave all my cards sleeved in my binder, and then moving them back and forth is easy. <laughs> Lazy man's deck design. Yeah, I, like I mean, that's it. yeah, what it's all about, man. Efficient, efficient. Yeah. Um, was there anything else you wanted to go over? I'm going to drop the the challenge and the uh, 50 list in the show notes. Um, but there wasn't much else I had to cover this week. Was there anything else you wanted to go over before we, uh, started wrapping it up?
1: no i think that's a pretty uh eventful episode pretty pretty (laughs) pretty pretty good we 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 went uh we went balls out last week so now we're just gonna take a nice and easy week while we uh prepare for the weeks to come yeah Yeah.
0: i told you i told also told jerry i was up i was up super early this morning because that my allergies woke me out of bed at three o'clock so and i couldn't fall back asleep so i just stayed up and like got some dishes done and got ready for work
1: and uh, it's so funny that you like get up at the same time that i go to bed
0: <laughs> like,
1: just ships passing the night Pat.
0: that's right that's right yep so i'm gonna go downstairs and uh, probably pass out but um all right well let's get into scoops and poops then before we get out of here school jerry who do you want to scoop in the top eight this week
1: Ooh, i want to scoop in everyone who sent in an audio recording last week because yeah you guys- made that episode last week it was great hearing from all our friends and hearing what everyone has to say and I just wanted to take an extra second to thank all of them for uh you know doing that
0: yep yeah that was awesome I actually I don't tend to listen to our episodes after they went you know once they air because I was there for them but because I hadn't heard any of the clips I uh I listened to the episode and I thoroughly enjoyed uh most of what people said so yeah thank you to everyone who who sent it who took time first of all and then sent in stuff for us we really appreciate it. it was very kind definitely uh any any
1: poops uh i am going to no 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 poops no poops pat okay. constipated okay. week
0: <laughs> all right i'm gonna scoop in justin uh shout out to him he did a great job editing the podcast last week had to clip in a lot of that like we said extra content so we really appreciate that um also uh i don't know let's let's poop on people who don't want to wear a mask in public I think we're weeding a lot of those people out to be to be to be honest. So I think
1: that yeah, it's, it's called Darwinism. Pat. Well,
0: I, I just think that like it, it you know social media makes it seem like there's a lot more anti-maskers than there really are because everywhere I go people are wearing masks. So that's that's great. If you're in public, just just wear a mask. It's not going to hurt. I actually saw a video of a guy who smoked like three cigarettes and then went for a run with ten masks on just to show that it can't actually kill you to wear a mask. So uh, yeah, just wear a fucking mask, people. Stop being assholes. Hell yeah. Um, all right, any uh anything else before we get out of here, Jerry? No, I think that's it. Uh we'll
1: come back next week with uh something cool. Uh I th- well, I feel like we were planning on doing something Pat and I'm blanking on what it We
0: was. have a I have a list of D- of uh of topics from the Facebook page that I'm going to on the list in the in the uh Google Doc here and we're going to start ticking some of them off. We did we did one or two of them already, but uh, we got a lot of good ideas from that from that uh, thread, so I'm gonna I'm gonna drop them in the Google Doc and uh, and start hitting them, and uh, I'm gonna try it again. on match online this week to get a little bit more of a feel of where the meta's at because I want to do a, a more of a deep dive too in the format right now. So
1: my back's getting pretty sore from carrying.
0: Us yeah, me. I know you've been doing it for 300 episodes, Jerry. You need to do it for just a few more for me. <laughs> all right, all right, I
1: can manage. I awesome. Can manage.
0: All right, well, you guys know where to find the podcast at lelmtg if you're still on Twitter. Um, you can find Jerry at jmee 3 when he goes on his desktop version of Twitter once every other month. Um, find me at Pat Uglow. The stream is twitch.tv slash legacy. And you know what? Let us know if you guys are starting to get out to your local game stores or what's going on with that. Let us know if you're doing Paper Magic on webcam. You know, I kind of want to know where the where the community is at with that. So let us know, please. Um, if you want to support the show, we really appreciate the help. It's uh, patreon.com slash legacy. You can find the show on Hipster of the Coast and join the Facebook group. It's a great place to find legacy content every day. Um, leaving legacy hipsters the coast is our email. And as always, shout out to Justin Lutz. He's our audio tech, sound engineer, and actually he's my he's now my personal uh, bike mechanic. When I need my my tires replaced or my spokes, uh, you know, retuned, he's the guy I call. So he's awesome, and he rides a unicycle to work, which is pretty
1: cool. Oh wow, that is interesting. Mm-hmm. Does he carry a horn to, you know, warn pedestrians that he's coming?
0: No, I think he just kicks him instead.
1: Okay, good call, good call, good call. Yeah, yeah.
0: I did have a six-year-old girl come up on the bike path the other day and, like, ring me with her bell and pass me. I thought that was pretty cool.
1: Wow, you got lapped? I got lapped. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, I was behind my my other kids, so. But uh, (laughs) it was was pretty humiliating, so. And I told the kid, I said, hurry up! We just got passed by a little kid. (laughs) Get your ass up here (laughs) Awesome Alright well thanks everyone for hanging out this week Really appreciate it And uh, survive the heat And we'll catch you all next week Bye